Hey listeners, Dr. Taryn Marie here from Flourish or Fold Stories of Resilience. If our podcast speaks to you, consider leaving us a warm review at the top of the page on Spotify or at the bottom of the page on Apple Podcasts. Your reviews and opinions mean a lot to us, and it allows us to reach more good folks just like you. All right, now on to the show. Welcome to Flourish or Fold, Stories of Resilience. I'm Dr. Taryn Marie, and on this series, we have the opportunity to hear from well-known people who tell their often surprising, lesser well-known stories of resilience. I am so excited to bring Caitlin Crosby to all of you as a guest on the Flourish or Fold podcast. Now, Caitlin was named among Oprah's Super Soul 100 list of visionaries elevating humanity and is the founder and CEO of The Giving Keys, a give back, pay it forward, jewelry and lifestyle company. She's also a two-time best-selling author as well as a keynote speaker. She's done TEDx, Stanford, and she's a former singer, songwriter, and actress. I mean, this woman has range like nobody's business. The Giving Keys pays it forward as a model that was prompted by Caitlin meeting a homeless couple and has now over 3 million customers. Her company is women-owned, and Caitlin is a pioneer in the social enterprise space, having launched The Giving Keys 15 years ago and has employed over 150 people who were transitioning out of homelessness. Caitlin has been featured in Forbes, Kenneth Cole's Courageous Class, Gap, and Levi's campaigns, The Today Show, People Magazine, Elle, Teen Vogue, The View, Harper's Bazaar, Create and Cultivate, and of course, is one of Oprah's 100 Super Soul Visionaries. I am just delighted to introduce you to Caitlin Crosby. We've got a wonderful conversation between she and I today, and Caitlin lives with her two children. Brave and Love in Los Angeles. And you can find her on Instagram at Caitlin Crosby and at The Giving Keys. Tune in now for Caitlin and my conversation. Welcome back to all of you. We have got our next episode of Flourish or Fold Stories of Resilience. And I am so delighted to have an incredible woman with us here today. I not only admire this woman, I also really adore this woman. This is Caitlin Crosby, and she is the founder and CEO of The Giving Keys and a twice-published author. Welcome, Caitlin, to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. I feel all the same feelings towards you. Oh, this is amazing. Well, I have watched The Giving Keys, like, just ascend as an organization, and you've gotten to do incredible things with this company. I know you're going to tell us about some of them. And then through a series of kind of friends and relationships, we got connected on Instagram. You were so amazing to do an Instagram live with me and and help me promote my book when it came out, The Five Practices of Highly Resilient People. And then we found ourselves together at Soho House um, recording an episode on relationships and we got to meet in person. And that was such a special time as well. So I'm just delighted to have you on the podcast today and to get to press in with you more. Oh, I'm so excited to gather more of your nuggets. I know you're asking me questions, but I might, I might have to ask you some too, because you're just a little bundle of wisdom. So I'm grateful. You're just that powerful that you could turn it around like that. I see this happening. (laughs) Caitlin, tell us about The Giving Keys. For people that are not familiar with your organization, haven't heard about it, haven't heard about it in some time, they're like, ah, that sounds familiar. Talk to us, like, bring us up to speed. What is, what what are The Giving Keys? Okay, so quick cliff notes for those of you that 
don't know, uh, the Giving Keys, we are a pay it forward company. So we predominantly make jewelry. We, we've made a lot of other products as well through the years, 15 years. Um, but they all say inspirational words, persevere, um, abundance, hope, love, strength, faith over fear, serenity, prayers, all that good, encouraging, motivating things and words and sentiments that we all need. And the whole premise is you get a word you need and then you have to pass it on, pay it forward to someone you feel needs it more than you. And then you tell that person they have to pass it on, pay it forward to someone who needs it more than them. And then people write the story of why they gave it away on our website. So you can read thousands of stories of the keys being passed all over the world. Um, but I started it, I grew up acting and doing music and I was doing a tour for music and in New York in the hotel room key, I thought it was cool, put around my necklace, got compliments. I ended up meeting this young couple experiencing homelessness on Hollywood Boulevard, took them to dinner, fell in love with them, had my aha moment that I should pay them to engrave inspirational words on these, on these old keys. So, and this was again, 15 years ago. So this was kind of before... I think, you know, a couple other brands started doing that the last few years too, which is great and fine because the more love and goodness go around, the better. But it was kind of a, it wasn't something I was planning. It was just an authentic, organic moment of, I, I wasn't trying to come up with a business model, like a give back business model. This is still kind of like, um, yeah, like when Tom's was just starting, I was obsessed with Tom's shoes at that time, but um, they were definitely inspirational to me that there was some sort of give back component. But at the time, it was just a necklace that I wore that said, love your flaws on it. I think I wrote it with a Sharpie marker um, on the key it was not that cute. But then when I met this couple experiencing homelessness, I was like, oh, wait a minute, I can employ you guys. So little by little, I, I started buying engraving equipment and they started making the keys in alleyways on the street and just kind of hustled and got them into stores all over the world from, we were in Starbucks worldwide, Nordstrom, Bloomingdale's, all, I mean, boutiques in Paris, like the whole thing. And so we ended up, they obviously saved up enough money. They got their own apartment from a dumpster. Then we partnered up with the, uh, you know, dozens of nonprofits that um, help people that are trying to transition out of homelessness, find and keep employment. Um, so we ended up employing over 150 people that were trying to transition out of homelessness. Um, and then the pandemic happened. So we kind of stopped everything. We shut everything down for um, months and you know, got rid of our office and our Airstream and our HQ and our storefront and all the things. So we haven't, we're not doing that same model anymore because we were trying to just stay alive. And we had had so much inventory that our amazing team made, like thousands of, of keys still that they had already engraved. So we moved it into a fulfillment center. Um, so now that we don't do that same model, we now donate proceeds to our favorite nonprofits that help people that are trying to experience that are trying to transition out of homelessness find jobs or we do things like our new our yellow persevere key like five dollars of that goes to chrysalis one of our favorite partners so we're still keeping that same theme but really focusing on the pay it forward stories at this time mm, i love that i love hearing about how, where you started and then also the the evolution of where you've taken things, especially as you think about like recent, you know, global events and being able to create a business that is both sustainable and also continues to do good in the world and give back. There's a couple of things about that story that really stand out for me that I want to just double click on. And the first one is, of course, uh, that here you are an aspiring, like, and and singer and doing things on stage and you meet a homeless couple on the street and like 99.9% of people and 99.9% .9 of people listening to this have seen someone homeless on the street and, and simply walked past that person. And it's, it's a, you know, a fraction of a percentage, a percentage of people that have given that person food, let alone taken them for a meal and actually sat down and and taken the time to to hear their story and to really get to know them. So what was it for you, Caitlin, in that moment when you saw this couple on the street that 
allowed you to think that you'd like to sit down and, and share a meal with them and get to know them at a deeper level? Yeah. Um, so a couple things, honestly, my, my mom was similar. She, um, grew, I grew up, she was taking me to LA mission, donating all of our things all the time. She's like a bleeding heart. Like me, I, I did, I, um, dedicated my first book to her. And I said, thank you for reading the giving tree book to me every night <laughs> growing up. Cause I was obsessed with that book. I would just cry, I was like, read it, read it more. Um, so she, she was always, uh, like that. Also, I, you know, I was raised in church and youth group and all that. So it was actually pretty normal in that kind of community. Like we would always go to third street promenade and Santa Monica and buy food for everyone that was on the street and would talk to them for a long time, pray with them. Like, so I think I was kind of used to it, uh, but, yeah. but day that I met Sarah and Rob, the first couple, oh, I have to say, I. <laughs> this might not mean anything to, to you or anyone listening, but so Rob and Sarah was the first, they were the first couple, right? And for years, people have asked me, where are Rob and Sarah now? Are they still together? And I've always said, I'm so, oh, they broke up and I'm so sad about it because um, we were close. Like they came over for Thanksgiving. Like we went, you know, through a lot together and, you know, they went on to have different relationships and, and all that. But Sarah just told me that they just got back together and I'm so excited. But anyway, <laughs> um, but anyway, so the day that I met them, I was actually at church on Hollywood Boulevard and they were playing um, an invisible children documentary. I don't know if you guys remember that. It was a like Coney 2012 and it was like this viral video of these soldiers in Africa, the, the, this horrible regime, you know, making these kids, these soldiers. And it's a whole thing. Um, and I left bawling my eyes out and I literally prayed. I walked out, out of the, out of the doors and I was like, God, what else can I do to help people? I was crying. It was raining. It was dramatic. It was a moment. And right there, I saw Rob, Rob and Sarah sitting in the rain under an umbrella, soaking wet. And they were holding up a sign that said, ugly, broke, and hungry. And it caught my eye uh, because I also have a, like a, I don't do it anymore, but the actress Brie Larson, she was, you know, Captain Marvel and all that good stuff. We did a movie together and we start, uh, you know, before this, and we started a kind of a movement, I guess you would say called Love Your Flaws and went around and took thousands of pictures of people holding up signs that say things like, you know, my stretch marks are beautiful. My chemo fried hair is, you know, gorgeous. Cankles are the new black. The scar saved my life. Like that was my obsession for years. Um, we had a website, we had all the things. Um, and my merchandise tables at, when I did music, like everything said, love your flaws on it. My, I had like t-shirts that said it. I had an album called flaws. I, I was really into this topic. It was also a way to give myself therapy from growing up in LA my whole life. But um, anyway, so the this thing on the sign, it said ugly, broken, hungry, and it looked like a love your flaws sign because of the word ugly and the way they wrote it. And I was like, why does your sign say that? And uh, and I had I remember acting class or something that night. And I and I thought and I said, well, are you, if you're hungry, OK, I said, I'll go buy you something. And I was like, wait a minute. Do you guys want to go to dinner? And we just walked down to Kitchen 24 on Coanga. I used to sing at Hotel Cafe right there. It was right across the street at the time. It was like a great place. And we had, I bought them beer, wine, steak, you know, and it's kind of like the opposite of, again, what you said, what most people would do. I think most people would be like, well, we don't want to give them money because we don't want them to, you know, buy alcohol. But I'm like, well, you would probably go have a glass of wine or a beer if, you know, if you if if you drink or if you're, you know not sober. So why not? Let's Jesus drank wine. So like, let's just share a glass of wine together and talk and hear your story and, and eat good food. And, um, uh, and I just fell in love with them. And, and it was, my motive wasn't like, Ooh, these should be my business partners. Like I didn't even cross my mind. The motive was just their story and their lives and their humanity and they need food and they deserve food. They're wet. And, hungry. So I feel like that's just our duty as human beings to do that, to take care of each other if we can. And mm -hmm. then, it, and then like the business idea came later from a, mm -hmm. a place of, 
yeah, authenticity. And I think for other people that have brands or want to start brands or movements or charities or whatever, I think that is always the most important thing. Like you have to actually really care about the thing. Otherwise consumers will smell if you don't. Mm. I think that's why the giving cues got to be so successful because it was like, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like a strategy, you know, that I learned mm-hmm. in business. It was like yeah. genuine, like, like we're all humans and we need each other and love each other. And like, let's care about each other for real. <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Um, how do you find Caitlin in this, in this world of how to describe like, like in this world of like so much hurt and so much pain. And like you talked about sort of, you know, people who are maybe more interested in their, in their, in the strategy related to of something good versus like really genuinely and kind of figuring out like how we parse, parse that out. How, how have you found um, a way to keep your heart so big, keep your heart so open, be so full of compassion, even knowing that things have gotten hard for you, you know, that it, that it hasn't been easy. I think this is a question so many of us are asking ourselves right now, as we watch the news with like Israel and Palestine and Ukraine and Russia and, you know, shootings and feeling unsafe. It's like, how do we continue to like be open and lead with love and compassion in a world that also continuing continuously feels, um, you know, maybe more and more unsafe? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think, I think I'll speak for myself. I think all I can do and maybe we can do as people is use our gifts and hearts and talents and communities, whether that's just your neighborhood or your job and to give and spread and serve as much love and compassion and service as possible. Um, And to know that whatever the thing is that we're going through personally, if it's, a personal issue or something more global to take those things and use them and put those things into your next thing. Like whether it's a, a, a project or a movement or a podcast or a book or a script or a business plan or a charity, or it's like all the pain that you go through, like channeling that into something that will help others. So your pain and trial isn't in vain. Like it's not just like, oh, I went through this and that's all I went through this and it was hard. It's like, no, okay. And that's what I'm trying to do. Like, you know, taking the last few years that has been very challenging, like being a single mom for the first time and, and having a lot more responsibilities, you know, financially and all the way and all the ways and feeling traumatized, feeling fear, feeling inadequate, feeling not capable, feeling overwhelmed, feeling blah, blah, blah. Um, Stress out of my mind, like, and yeah, all those feelings of struggle and fear and whatever, but it's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to stay stuck there. Like this isn't in vain. Like this isn't, this is for a purpose. So I'm choosing to look at it like that. Like I'm putting that into the giving keys. I'm putting that into the marketing language. I, I'm putting it into jewelry. I just made, we're, we did, we're launching this in a couple of days. This says uh, choose joy, um, you know, and just went on this whole rabbit trail of like, okay, choosing to feel certain ways instead of letting my mind and emotions and feelings take over, you know, and they're running the show. Like, no, I'm going to choose, you know, to say these things to make me feel a certain way. I'm going to take the trauma, stress, this, that, whatever, and infuse it into products, 
I know it's going to come into a third book. I don't know how the third book is going to end, but I know it's in there somewhere, you know, whether it's new speeches. So, and then the people that are going through God, all the horrific, horrific, horrific things, not to compare, but to compare, I mean, gosh, how can they infuse that and use that for good? Maybe it's, you know, peace feels so un, like impossible right now, but I did have this idea last night that I should get my Palestine, my Palestinian friend who, and then my, my Jewish friend together. And they're both mo mothers. And what if we film something of them having to go into it with the intention and goal of peace and compassion and resolve like resolution and repair, not to like fight and get your point across. Like no, none of that, we have enough of that. But like, yeah, like using the pain to make something beautiful to progress your lives and other people's lives. So that was the longest run on sentence ever. Or something like great. that. <laughs> it was great. You know, one of the things I love, like, like one of the things I love about these interviews is there are people who come on and they like talk about their stuff all the time. And it's like, you know, very like, you know, crisp and, and succinct and, and much of your content is too, which is beautiful. And then I also love these moments where it's like, just very clear that it's like, huh, this is like a new idea that I'm just like, I had it last night and I'm like working it out right now. And I think it's so cool also to like, just get that beautiful window into like something new that's emerging for you. you don't have it like totally planned. There's not like a a strategy and a project plan and, you know, like, you know, but it's like, there's something emerging that's really neat. And I love you just being willing to share even as it emerges, like in this moment without having it all figured out. <laughs> Thank you. That's, that's what I always say with everyone that has ideas to start a business or whatever. I'm like, you don't, yes, you can have a business plan and do the whole thing properly, but you can also just start and just do it imperfectly and messy and, and it could be beautiful, you know, if mm -hmm. you just do it, but a lot of people just don't do it because they think they have to have all the plans and the strategy. I, this is embarrassing. But I, I'm so excited. I've run, I've run a company for 15 years. Okay. I mean, the first few years, it wasn't a company, but it was, I was selling, you know, them with cash on this, you know, my music shows, but you know, it's been a legitimate like S corp social enterprise company for well over a decade. But that word strategy, I still like when people ask me in a business con <laughs> um, context, like I was in a meeting last a couple of weeks ago with the girls that help with uh, social and create like content for social. And they're like, because someone else that was, she was kind of like our GM was in charge of kind of giving them, you know, what they should be doing. And now I'm doing that. And I always say like, this is a, not to be too hard on myself, but I, I always say like, I'm the worst leader because I'm always like squirrel. Oh, this, this, let's do this. And they're like, wait, what, wait, what? We're trying to follow you and you're all over the place. And, and so she said in the meeting, she's like, so, okay. So what's like the strategy? And I was like, what do you mean? What does that mean exactly? Like, I literally don't think that way. Okay. I don't think, I don't know how to put it into a business plan structured way. Like, I'm just so, I kind of just do it. And I, okay. and that's not, doesn't work well in a business structure. So that's been tough. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah also great because then I get things done like I get, have ideas and then do them and then I'll show you over here right there next to my piano is like a persevere oh last minute made before a 15 year anniversary party I was like I'm gonna just go and make a poster I'm gonna go paint I'm gonna buy paint I'm gonna paint it oh and then when we're there I was like does anyone have a sharpie marker can we put what persevere means to you on there and then they did that there but that's how I started the giving keys it was like oh this let's do this oh how about this do you want to be my business partner great let's do it you know so I feel like 
it, it pros and cons come with being kind of um what I'm looking for pros and cons come with being I think freely creative and led by vision and ideas that sometimes are a little emotional and less strategic so I need to also learn how to rein that in sometimes and you know we've had a million business meetings where of course I'm I'm using everything in my body and mind to answer questions appropriately and give direction and plans like it's just hard though for me <laughs> yeah well, you know, you have such a beautiful talent for feeling things so deeply and then just in a very like iterative, organic in the moment, bringing it to life. And there's so few people that can actually do that. That's really a strength in and of itself. So I love that you're capitalizing on that strength that you bring, which is like, okay, this is, you know, what it would look like. And, and let's just like kind of build this and create it in the moment and then go and do it. I mean, I think we can spend so much time on strategy and, and project plans that like never actually come to fruition. That's, that's true. I'll tell you that much. I know that's true. I know there are people that are better bosses, better CEOs, and they have these amazing, perfect business plans and that nothing will happen with them. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I was at this, like, um, uh, I was with, uh, Ariely, uh, capital out in Salt Lake city. They're a venture capital firm and they had a health and wellness summit last week. And so I was out there and, uh, the, the founder of the, of the firm, one of the things that he said was like, the one thing we know for sure with our founders is that the business plan will change. He's like, we don't know what else is going to happen, but we do know the business plan will absolutely change. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So you've had some really amazing moments with the giving keys. Do you want to give us some highlights? Because then we're going to, then we're going to go into like, what have been some of the challenging times that maybe people haven't seen? I think the successes a lot of times are more, more visible. So for people that haven't been familiar with some of your successes and highlights, maybe you could give us like a highlight reel. And then I want to ask you about like, what have been some of the challenging times that maybe people haven't had a view into? Yeah. I mean, highlight reel, the top of the highlight reel always going to be Oprah because you really can't get much better than that. Just kidding. just kidding. I'm sure there's, there's a lot of other incredible things, but she's just the queen in my eyes um, and a lot of people's eyes. And so um, we got to do, we were on the, the O list and then she chose, she had a thing called the super soul 100 and shows a hundred people um, that she felt she wanted to kind of get behind that she felt like would help kind of carry out her vision to spread goodness into the world. And so it was such an honor to be a part of that. I thought that she didn't actually choose me. So when I met her and I, I was like, hi, I'm, I'm Caitlin. I'm, I'm the founder of the Game Keys. And she goes, I know who you are. And I was like, oh, you do? Like, I thought like someone on her team, you know, chose, I'm sure they helped, but like, yeah, so she's amazing. That was definitely a highlight. I mean, we're definitely doing like ABC World News with David Muir and they came and, you know, interviewed everyone. Um, but I think also just all the people, the highlights that really matter are, you know, the people that lived on the streets and lived in tents and were drug addicts and all the things and turn their lives around and have stable jobs now. And, you know, the, the goal, we wanted to be a bridge employer and help them find other jobs. I mean, some of them wanted to work for us forever. And we're like, you gotta get out of the mess. You know, like, what are your other dreams? That's what my other key says, dream. Um, so I think, that I mean, Robert, he's always one of my favorites to talk about, which is such a highlight for me. Like he he was in jail his whole life, basically. He, he went to jail when he was 15 for something he didn't do. Um, 
like he watched someone murder someone and he lied to cover it up so they wouldn't kill his mom, you know, like something like that. Um, and then he stayed there his whole life for bad behavior in jail. And then he got out when he was 50 and he was like this gentle giant and he's probably the sweetest, most kind, full of wisdom man. And he's engaged now. And again, has a awesome, stable job and just seeing, I, and I know the giving keys and our whole team, like our whole leadership team poured so much love into these amazing humans. So I think that's like, those are the biggest highlights that matter. I mean, we, yeah, like we're in, we're in all these stores and Starbucks worldwide, blah, blah, blah. Like that's great highlight, like business wise, but I feel like human wise, the highlights are how they're all doing now that they're not living on the streets anymore. But then the, yeah. yeah. Hopefully that answers your question. I mean, it's a beautiful answer because I, you know, wasn't exactly sure where you were taking it. And and when you started out with like Oprah, I was like, yes, anyone who interacts with Oprah, that's like a career highlight. And Mm -hmm. then I love that you took it to, and like the real highlight is the people whose lives we've changed, the people who are no longer on the street, the people who have a better life. And I'm just always immensely impressed and blown away, Caitlin, by even with all the success that you've had, all the like bright, shiny star power that you've come into contact with that like you, you don't allow that to, to blind you in it. And you've, you've not lost sight of your initial vision and you've managed to continue to have this big heart full of compassion that you, that you bring to the world. And it's just so beautiful to, to watch. For all of you listening in to Flourish or Fold Stories of Resilience, I want to share with you an online course that we have on our website. We're going to go ahead and drop the website in our show notes, or you can go to www.resilience-leadership.com and check out our offerings. We've got an incredible course for you called Flourish, the five practices of highly resilient people. So if you love what you're learning about in this podcast, if you love these conversations on resilience, if you love hearing about how you can more effectively face the inevitable moments of challenge, change, and complexity, or the three C's as I call them in your life, then go ahead and check out our online course, Flourish, the five practices of highly resilient people, because what you are going to find is a one-on-one tutorial with me around each of those five practices, as well as an introduction and a conclusion. We've got hours of content that is going to allow you to engage in direct coaching and learning with me on the five practices. Go ahead and check it out, and I hope you'll join us in our online course, Flourish, the five practices of highly resilient people. I just had a a thought, like when you said that, it's like, well, yeah. And I heard, because that's not original. Like it's like everyone can have these highlight moments with Oprah being on talk shows. Like, again, I grew up in LA my whole life. I have a ton of famous friends, quote unquote, but that's not original. It's like, yeah, everyone has great, big PR, great business moments. Great. But like, that doesn't mean they're happy. That doesn't, that doesn't, you know, some of the richest, most successful people are the most depressed, tormented, addict, like tormented, (laughs) depressed people in the world. Like I, you know, and and a lot of the people that I know that aren't, aren't quote unquote successful and haven't had these business highlights in their lives, they're like a school teacher, a dentist, assistant, I don't know, whatever. And they are way more stable and happy. And I, I'm not going to say their kids are better off for because everyone's different. Everyone has different stories. I'm definitely not trying to clump people into categories. Everyone is different. But yeah, I think the the humanity piece is always the most important, like how we treat each other and ourselves and what like at the end of the day, when we die, what really matters, like that famous quote. So I'm going to butcher it something like 
for when we realized it then we, it was the big things but really re we realized it was the little things you know those little mm. moments like I love that that's beautiful all right so then if we go to the the opposite side of the coin you know yeah. some entrepreneurship I mean I spoke this morning at a summit for entrepreneurs that are creators that are launching their own advertising agencies and graphic design firms and like like, you know, I know from my own journey as an entrepreneur and being in my fourth year of having my own company, like this is not for the, the faint of heart. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, you've started a really beautiful, compassionate, change the world company. You've also faced challenges on your journey as a woman, as an entrepreneur, as a mom. Tell us about one of those challenges that that you faced. Give us sort of a window into the behind the scenes. Yeah, um, definitely a lot. Um, I, the first thing that comes to mind is we had a CFO um, embezzle a lot of money <laughs> uh, when I was on maternity leave. Well, he was doing it for a while, but he was hired when I was on my first maternity leave with my first son. And I remember I came back and was like, this guy seems a little shady. I didn't like the way he was looking at me. Like he looked at me with a look in his eye that I did not like. And I should have listened to my intuition. Mm. Um, and I had even, I felt it so strongly that I even had my dad you know, like take him out for cigars and um, bring him to have a meeting with my dad's financial team and bring the books in so they can look it over. No one caught it. And they're like, no, like, he's great. Like, he's the best CFO you guys have had. He's finally doing the books the way he should to give it to the tax people appropriately. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. I guess it's just a weird feeling I have. Um, and then my second maternity leave with love, he... Um, emailed me that he was quitting. And then he, uh, our new CFO started and she got dug into the books and, and said, Hey, I'm sorry. I know you just had a baby, but we need to meet. Um, and yeah, she said he's been embezzling hundreds of thousands of dollars. No one caught again. We had like multiple people looking too. Um, but he was like a pro at it. And then he, we filed a police report and then he died and he died with no money, nothing to. So we've still been honestly trying to work our way out of debt from that. Oh and he gosh. was, really, you know, kind of helping me run the company for a few years. So I think that really hurt us in a lot of ways, like making not great business decisions for whatever his motives were, <laughs> you know, so that's been really hard to recover from. Um, yeah, probably that's, wow. that was, that's probably my least. That's a, hmm. And that I'd hurts. say personally hard, hardest, what's been the hardest is trying to quote unquote, find that balance of being a working mom and run a company that, you know, is stressful and to not have that bleed into my kids. And, you know, I, I wrote a thing that I have on my, my refrigerator that says the type of mom I want to be. And it's like, I want to be present. I don't want to work when I'm with them. I want to make eye contact with them. If I am going to work, I have to say, Hey, I'm going to work for this amount of time while you guys, you know, do this, not be on my phone all the time, but I still fail quote unquote. And I'm still constantly like putting out fires and doing this and always on my phone. And, and I really do, you know, I'm a work in progress. We all are. So um, I don't think I need to be perfect, but I do want to keep trying to do that less. So I think that's been really challenging to not feel almost like this is a like almost like I, I love giving keys so much. I'm so passionate about it, but I also am like mad at it because I feel like it takes me away from my kids it's a weird feeling and, and that's on me like I need to figure out a way to keep it where it needs to be which is ideally when just when they're at school and when they're at sleep when they're asleep and not have it bleed in so much but it's just 
you know, with the financial restraints that we're in because of everything that happened, you know, I haven't taken a salary since before COVID. Um, so I, I'm working full time, you know, for free because I love the mission so much. Um, and so I'm just taking on more and more jobs and roles and, and it's been great because I'm empowering myself to, to realize I'm capable of doing more than I thought I was able to. I used to, you know, say, oh no, I'm the creative. I don't do spreadsheets and charts and tech, you know, and now I'm like, yeah, you have to, Caitlin. And so I do, and I figured it out and it's actually not that hard. So that's been really empowering that has come out of like the hardship to have to learn to do all these extra roles. It's also shown me, wow, I can really do more than I thought I was capable of, which I think that's going to be my word for 2024, capable. Mm. I love that. that. I love that for 2024. Let's go capable. That's powerful. It's powerful. For somebody out there who has somebody in their life, maybe it's their CFO, like the story that you shared, maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's a new friend or an old friend and like something just doesn't feel right. Something doesn't add up. You don't like the look. What what would your advice be, Caitlin, with the wisdom that you have? Because I know all of us, like, we just, like, we just want to be like so dang appropriate and, and and we want to, we don't want to be mean to people. We don't want to upset people. It's so easy to distrust ourselves, you know, even when we have this like, you know, feeling that we just want to like run in the opposite direction. What, what advice or wisdom do you have now based on what you've gone through? Like, when we're feeling something like that, where something just doesn't feel right, it doesn't add up, we don't have a good feeling, what what should we do? What would you do? Yeah, I actually wrote about this. In my first book, I have a chapter called Pisometer. So I call it your Pisometer. That some people call it your gut, which I actually just listened to Dr. Gabor Mate. Uh, There's like a clip on Instagram talk about how it actually really is your gut, how your gut is somehow connected to your heart. And that's like a thing that actually makes you feel something in your gut. So it's not just a, um, like a slang, like a phrase. Some, um, but yeah, feeling it in your gut. Some people like in like growing up in church, Christian-y terms, it's like you feel it in your spirit or they say like you have a check in your spirit, you know, like that terminology. Um, but I call it a peaceometer. So it's like the peaceometer when your peace is off, it's like you be led by, you're led by peace, like growing up again in that like churchy context, like I was like, okay, I'm led by peace. I did not feel peace. There's no peace there. So when the peace is off, the peace of theater is off. It's like, ding, 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 it's off. We gotta, gotta listen to that. And I didn't just learn that time either. I, there was three situations, well, two, only two. That was the big one. And then another one years prior, someone else, and it's like, what does this say about me? You know, like I have to look at that. But someone else that was like, had that same feeling. And he was actually the first person to ever make our website. He made the Love Your Flaws website. And then, so I had to make the Giving Keys website. And then I remember I met him and I was like, oh, the vibe is off. Not liking this vibe at all. But he did so much, you know, he like did a, B, and C. And then he ended up starting like helping with shipping. And he then carried, every, had everything in his garage at some point and would like help make things. And he was very, very, he was like really the only person involved other than the um, people experiencing homelessness at the very beginning. And then when one day what he told me, he was like, okay, so I'm going through a divorce. He had two kids. He's like, and then, um, yeah, so I have a restraining order again. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then I don't even remember I think I let him go. And then it turned out he was like selling giving keys on some side weird website, like discounted giving keys. And they became like our competitor. And I was like, oh, I knew it. You know, that was like, yeah, that was probably a decade before the Jeff thing. Um, mm. But I, you know, I was like, I had that same feeling with Jeff. So now I know it. Now I know that feeling. And I'm like, mm, Caitlin, now you know. You know twice. Fool me once, fool me twice. Mm, you know that phrase? Mm-hmm. I know it. So, 
I know it. <laughs> All right. So I love this. I love this piece of meter. And by the way, Caitlin, tell us, you've got two books out. Uh, tell us the title of your book in which we can find more about the piece of meter. And then also tell us about your other book. And we'll, of course, you know, put links in the show notes. But I want folks to know how they can interact with you, get to know more about the giving keys, and of course, read the books that you've that you've written. Thanks. Yeah, so my first book is called You Are the Key. No pun intended, but pun intended. Um, turning pun intended. In- Unintended. Um, <laughs> turning imperfections into purpose. And that book is, I mean, I have a, a, a chapter called Girl Boss in the ER uh, about the stressors of being a boss. And I thought I was having heart attacks like multiple times from pain in my heart from being so stressed about giving key stuff um, to, you know, a lot of female womanly um, health issues. I was like super graphic about things. Um, it's definitely a lot of TMI, but I think it's really funny. I think that's feedback that's like, a, there's a lot of heart obviously, but it's also, um, funny. Cause I'm so real about like all the things that we as women kind of have to go through. Sometimes it's, you know, you need to keep your tweezers in your car for when the sunlight goes in and you got to just get those chin hairs, you know, like we go there, but we're also talking about deep, deep things that'll hopefully make you cry in a good way. And then the second book is called Every Word Matters. And so every chapter is a different um, kind of core word of the giving keys. Like one is strength, what is brave, what is fearless. And kind of, it's almost like a, like a journal coffee table book, but you can at the end write um, like answer journal prompt questions. Like, how are you going to infuse more, you know, faith into your uh, day, yada, yada, yada. So I love that one too. That one's really pretty and uh, great, great gifts. And um, yeah, you can connect on Instagram, at both my personal one and the giving keys. Amazing. So Caitlin Crosby is your personal, is that your personal Instagram? Yes, ma'am. And then we've got the giving keys. Well, this is Caitlin, this has been wonderful. I feel like I could get back together and talk to you about like all the like crazy, stressful heart palpitations, breaking into sweats, like just of entrepreneurship that I think are so powerful for us to unpack and 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 be real about. And um, I appreciate you sharing the behind the scenes story of, you know, the 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 huge disappointment and the and the betrayal really of your of your CFO and and what that's meant for your company and the the journey that you've been on and then also your ability to like somehow even in the midst of that find a silver lining and say ah oh, look and it also means that I'm stepping into more roles and I'm learning that I'm even more capable than I thought so it's just a beautiful story that you are weaving of upliftment if if that's a word not it should be and uh and providing guidance i've loved this conversation so much is there anything that you wanted to share with us or anything you just like feel called to to say not to put you on the spot as we as we come to a close that you know maybe you didn't get to talk about but you'd love to just mention or share with our listeners um okay i'll i'll try and say one well i'll say one business thing first and then something more uh, heart led, but um, I would love to give you guys a discount code for the giving keys just for your audience. Um, so we're 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 doing flourish thirty. So if you want to use the code flourish thirty at the end when you check out, um, would love to give you you and your amazing listeners thirty percent off. So thank you guys for um, yeah supporting and getting a word that you need or somebody in your life. They're amazing holiday gifts. So always. Um, appreciate that. But to leave you off with something a little bit more inspirational from the heart, I would say that every single person listening here is so beautiful and special Mm -hmm. and one Mm -hmm. of a kind. And there's no one else like you. There is hope. You are not alone. There's always someone um, that has gone through something similar and has made it through and you can make it through and you're here for a reason. You're here for a purpose. Don't give up there. It's always hope you are loved and special. Okay. I have to make myself stop now. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. So uplifting. 
Oh, thank you for that, Caitlin. That was absolutely beautiful. For those of you that um, want to spend more time with Caitlin, she's got an incredible um, platform on social media. I know we are all running, not walking to the nearest uh, Giving Keys website. We're going to buy Giving Keys for all the people in our lives because we all have much more stuff than we need. So what a beautiful way for this holiday season to buy giving keys for people and to say, not only is this key meant to be a source of inspiration, but as a result of this purchase, we know that a portion of the proceeds are going to go to uplift humanity, go to important charities. Thank you for all of the work that you're doing, Caitlin. Flourish 30 on the Giving Keys website. And thank you for being here with us today, sharing your stories, sharing your heart. It's just been absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for having me. You're such a beautiful soul inside and out. Thank you. You too. I feel the exact same way about you. Oh, I am just always so uplifted every time I speak to Caitlin. Caitlin, I am delighted that we met. And for me, as I was listening to you tell the story of motherhood, of entrepreneurship, of your desire to give back to humanity, your big heart, the compassion that you have for all of us, your faith, it just stands out for me. Uh, you have been such a role model for me and my entrepreneurial journey. I'm delighted to have you on the show today. And one of the things that I learned from you during our show today is that even though, you know, I might be thinking about visibility, what stages I want to get on, what programs I want to be, be on, what PR I want to be doing, what celebrities and important people I want to take notice of my work. What you really taught me today is that the most important thing is giving back to humanity and human connection. And as fancy and special as it might mean to get to work with uh, well-known people or even celebrities, it's not original. And I was just so touched by that because remembering that in fact, the things that bring us the greatest joy, the most happiness are not the accolades, not the achievements, not the visibility, but having important and meaningful connections with one another as humans. So Caitlin, as always, thank you for breaking down the knowledge and just bringing a tremendous amount of experience, of perspective, of compassion, and of empathy to our conversation today. It was so great. For those of you that are tuning in for the first time or have been regular listeners, I'm delighted to have you here. I'm Dr. Taryn Murray, and I'd like to ask you a favor. Just share this episode with one person, one person that you think would this episode would speak to, one person that you think this episode would speak to, someone that would be encouraged, be uplifted, be up-leveled by the conversation that we had today. We have expanded and grown because of our listeners, because of people like you sharing our work and our conversations on Flourish or Fold. So thank you for continuing to do that. And until next time, have a beautiful day. This is Dr. Taryn Marie. For all of you listening in to Flourish or Fold Stories of Resilience, I want to share with you an online course that we have on our website. We're going to go ahead and drop the website in our show notes, or you can go to www.resilience-leadership.com and check out our offerings. We've got an incredible course for you called Flourish, the five practices of highly resilient people. So if you love what you're learning about in this podcast, if you love these conversations on resilience, if you love hearing about how you can more effectively face the inevitable moments of challenge, change, and complexity, or the three C's as I call them in your life, then go ahead and check out our online course, Flourish, the five practices of highly resilient people, because what you are going to find is a one-on-one -on -one tutorial with me around each of those five practices, as well as an introduction and a conclusion. We've got hours of content that is going to allow you to engage in direct coaching and learning with me on the five practices. Go ahead and check it out, and I hope you'll join us in our online course, Flourish, the five practices of highly resilient people.